0: Forensic investigations to miscarriages of justice, What's the Story Crime is the home for all true crime fans who want bingeable, addictive, crime-based content. The Missing is produced by What's the Story Sounds. They also make lots of other great content, which I think you might like. Why not sign up for What's the Story Crime? On there, you'll find series, including The Missing, completely ad-free, as well as bonus content and even entire series you can't hear elsewhere. Signing up is super easy. Just search for What's the Story Crime in Apple Podcasts or follow the link in our show notes to get access on whatever platform you prefer to listen on. All the information is also available on www.whatsthestorysounds.com forward slash crime. Every time someone goes missing, it prompts a series of questions. What's made them disappear? Who made them disappear? Was there something going on that I wasn't aware of? Sons and daughters, mothers and fathers, siblings and best friends. They all feel the pain when someone they love disappears. But there are some cases where those questions keep circling. When Gary Burns went missing, it made his brother Terry contemplate their relationship and whether he could have done more.
1: So if someone's done something to him, they've probably forced it's all right you know he hasn't probably got family or he hasn't got that much family you know it shouldn't be a problem if we were to get rid of him not knowing that we're all at home obviously doing everything to find them
0: i'm pandora sykes and you're listening to the missing a podcast series brought to you with support from the charity missing people and investigation specialists locate international they believe that all of the cases in this series could still be solved This is The Missing, Gary Burns. This episode is about two brothers, siblings and mates, who took it in turns to look out for the other one. Terry was the younger.
1: I grew up on the state called the Ford Estate. I had a brother who was three years older than me. We were just normal kids living on a council estate doing normal things. It was football. From the minute we got home from school, we played football till it went dark. We'd get up to all sorts, go and play in the woods, hide and seek with all the other kids on the estate. We'd done all sorts.
0: Terry's memories of that time are fond, vivid recollections of the best days without a care in the world.
1: Growing up in the 80s, it was the best. We didn't have much, but we didn't need much. My mum was a single mum. She had two boys, me and my brother, and then about ten years later she had another child, which is my little sister, and it was just the three of us and my mum.
0: The fun times continued into their teenage years, but inevitably the relationship between the brothers wasn't always plain sailing.
1: As we got to high school, our daddy used to start hanging around with the older lads, and his mates, And he he wouldn't let me hang around with him because it wasn't cool to be hanging around with your little brother.
0: Nobody could blame Gary for that. But perhaps unusually, that hierarchy between the brothers didn't last into adulthood. Gary was no longer the authoritative older brother.
1: It's mad because when we were younger in school, he did. You know, he was my big brother, so I always, if I was ever in trouble, I'd go and see him. But as we got older, it was Sort of role reverse, and I started looking after him. Just thought he's always looked after me, so it was my turn to try and look after him when I could. As we got older, I don't know, I just felt it was my responsibility to make sure he was okay all the time.
0: And unfortunately, Gary wasn't always okay. He had a relationship and a son, but when that relationship ended, Terry noticed a change in his brother. He was down, isolated, different.
1: After he split up with his girlfriend, he, he sort of went to work on nights. So he'd work nights, he'd come home, he'd go to bed, and he'd do that all week, and then he'd have a son of the weekend. I could just see it in him, he, he wasn't a happy person. I don't know if he was looking for something or didn't want it. I don't know. I just, he just didn't seem happy.
0: The old times of holidays and nights out were a distant memory. This wasn't about getting older, maturing or changing interests. It was a lack of interests. Gary was a different person. By this point, the brothers were living together. And Terry could see firsthand how much his brother had changed. But he couldn't do much about it.
1: So he was never going out and you know enjoying himself or anything like that. It was just constantly work, sleep, weekend, look after the sun... Work, sleep, look after the son. That's all his life. That's the way his life was for about two, three, four years. It was a bad rut. And I'd often said to him, you need to get out, you need to do this, you need to do that. And he just didn't seem to be interested. He He was just plodding along.
0: Gary's job was another factor. He worked the night shift, which impacted on his energy levels. When his pals were out, Gary was at work. When Gary wasn't at work, he didn't have the energy to go out.
1: Do you fancy going out Saturday night? And he'd say no, because he'd, he'd been at work on the Friday night, so the Saturday he tired. Just get out the house, try and get him out the house, and he just, he, he didn't want to go. He was quite happy staying at home because he, he was just in that much of a rut that he didn't want to do nothing.
0: Terry recognises that there could have been other problems too. Gary wasn't one to open up and speak his mind. If something was bothering him, he'd be the only one who knew.
1: I I know for a fact Gary, he never spoke about his problems or he'd never tell anyone, he'd always keep it to himself. And with you just saying that now, it wouldn't surprise me if if he was depressed. It really wouldn't.
0: Whether it was depression or something else, it impacted on Gary's relationship with his son.
1: It got to the point, say, because I lived with him. Like, his son had come over the weekend, and I'd say to him, what are you doing? Ah, not much. I'd take Jack to park with me, or I'd take him out for the day and do stuff with him.
0: So when Gary came home one day to say that he was going on holiday to Turkey, it was unexpected.
1: I would say I was surprised because We'd often talked about going on Aldi and stuff, and it was you'd talk about it, but it never happened. So for the fact for him to say, I'm going, I've put my deposit down, I'm going, I was made up for him.
0: Terry was meant to go on the holiday too, but his plans changed. That didn't deter Gary. Another pal joined him instead, and off they went for two weeks of sunshine, beer and little else.
1: Yeah, did d- 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 have been thinking through... Pretty much more on the moon, and it's because his mate Gary, who I'm still friends with now, he likes a good beer as well. So it was just it was a, a holiday of beer.
0: A fortnight later, Gary was back in Britain and with a tale to tell.
1: Literally, the, the moment he got home, he had told me he'd met a, a girl out there, a Turkish girl, which was I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I've, I've met a, a Turkish girl, and I was like, oh right, Sam. I was, I couldn't. I genuinely couldn't believe it. I was like, that's a bit strange.
0: Gary had met a woman. Terry assumed it was a holiday romance, a quick fling. But Gary insisted it was more than that.
1: The conversation sort of went, well, what are you going to do? She lives in Turkey. And he said, oh, I'm going to try and go back out and see her in a couple of months. But it, it's funny because his mate, Gary, I remember speaking to him, and Gary was like, "This is—he's a, a nightmare." He said the first few days were sand, and he said he met this circus girl. He said I didn't see him then for the rest of the Aldi, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's mad. That doesn't surprise me, of all Gary though. That's just the way he is.
0: Those two weeks in Turkey were a game changer. Terry noticed an immediate change in his brother.
1: He, he changed. He had absolutely changed as a person coming back off that Aldi, which i, I was gobsmacked by. He, he was sort of like. WhatsApp, and well, I don't even think it was WhatsApp at the time, I think. He was on sending messages on the computer back and forward all day to her. And, and his, the story, well, what he told us was he, he was going back out. If he could, in a couple of months, or as soon as he, he could get the chance to get back out there, he was going back out. The one thing that I remember was he was so happy that he'd met someone.
0: Sometimes we notice changes in people over a period of time. They're a bit more withdrawn than they were last year, or they're much more outgoing now than they were a few years back, but this change was instant. It was like a different Gary had boarded the plane and come home.
1: The way he went about his life, he—he he, he was speaking to people. He was—he he just seemed like a happy person, and he was telling everyone he could as soon as he can. I'm going back out there. And before he'd gone on Aldi, he wasn't like that. You'd have to force a conversation out of him. This time, he'd, be, he'd sit down and he'd want to speak to you. It felt like I had my mate back again. You know, Because I, I I'd go in and speak to him, and some days I'd think he doesn't even want to speak to me. Whereas it wasn't like that when he got back. It was, he always had time for me and we could always speak to each other. Because funny enough, at the time, I'd just met my wife.
0: Gary's new girlfriend was Turkish-born. She lived there, and if the relationship was going to flourish, Gary needed to see her again. He just needed to save up the money and get the time off work in order to make another trip.
1: It's getting the time off from work, getting the money together to be able to go back out there, and I'm I'm guessing to make sure he had enough money to, to go there and have a good time with his new girlfriend. I was happy that he'd met someone, but I, I, I had a couple of conversations with him, like, yeah, man, she lives in Turkey. That's not normal, do you know what I mean? It's not just like something you can just jump on the bus and go and see the flights. No, no, he you'd fell in love. He'd found romance on holiday. A
0: couple of months later, Gary was back in Turkey, this time on his own. Terry feared that he might come back with his tail between his legs if it all fell through. He half expected that the relationship wasn't going to be quite what Gary had hoped. So when Gary returned, Terry was braced for the news.
1: That's when he drops the bombshell when he gets home, that he's leaving work and he's moving out to Turkey to live there. To be honest, my thought was that he'd try and bring it home. It was something along the lines of, bruv, you know, I'm not happy here. I'm moving out to live with Selma. I said, you've got a son. You can't leave your son. You, You can't just abandon him. Again, I go back to saying, oh, Gary, as he got older, he looked after himself more and more. I knew it as soon as he'd made his mind up. As soon as he told me, I knew he was going.
0: Gary had decided to leave his job, his friends and his family and start a new life in Turkey.
1: My mum, my sister, we we were all the same. You can't leave your son. You can't leave your son. You know, he's a big part of all our lives. You can't leave him. And then he obviously told his son's mum that he was going, which obviously didn't go down well.
0: But despite the doubts that echoed around Terry's head, a part of him believed it might do Gary good.
1: It's it's mad because six months before he went on holiday, if you would have told me he was going to live in Turkey and he was leaving his job and leaving everyone behind, I'd have said you were nuts. It just wouldn't happen. But in the six months that he'd been on holiday and I'd seen him and I'd seen how he had changed, I knew he needed that change. He needed to change his life.
0: Gary moved to Turkey and the relationship blossomed. From what Terry could tell, he was having a fantastic time.
1: When he first went out there and he was with his girlfriend, we'd hear from him every now and then, probably every couple of weeks, whether it be through Facebook, Texas, or, you know, we'd, we'd always see pictures that he'd put up on Facebook. So, I mean, we had a two-week holiday out there and, yeah, everything seemed fine and they seemed really happy. Oh, Gary to me. Oh, Gary was in love, big time. I think they were together for about two or three years. We'd, me and my wife had gone out to see them in Turkey. My mum and my sister had gone out to see them in Turkey and everything seemed fine and they were happy. I think it was hard life for them because they were always working. But then, just out of the blue sort of thing, one day it was, oh, me and Selma aren't together no more. I was like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to come home? And he said no. He said his life was in Turkey now and that's where he wants to stay.
0: Gary didn't seem down about the relationship ending. Considering he'd struggled so badly in the UK, he was coping well with the change in circumstances. He had a job, seasonal work, which meant he was busy in the summer and struggling through the winter. But there was no sign that he'd gone back into his shell or was struggling to find the motivation to keep going.
1: I think he was working in a bag shop, selling bags to tourists, all sorts. I think any job he could do, he would do. I think he in Turkey. He have to. I don't think that's a choice. I think he, it was long hours and for not much pay at all. When he was working and he was in Turkey and he was on the beach working and whatnot, um, loads of people from the Whittle used to go and go to Turkey. Loads of them used to come and speak to me. Was like, "Oh, we had nights out with your Gary. he was great. We we loved him out there. Uh, every time we go out there, we go and see your Gary." So when people would tell me that. He used to make me smile. I used to think he's happy. That's where he is meant to be.
0: Looking back, Terry's heard rumours that Gary fell into selling drugs in Turkey or working in that world. It's not the brother he knew, but Terry admits it's the sort of thing Gary could have fallen into to make ends meet.
1: I, I genuinely think he'll find a way to make money, whatever that may be. I, I can't say what, because I don't know. But if it means him making money, he would probably go down that road. I think because they were tight then, I mean, as you'll find out later, the bar that he, he ends up working in just doesn't, it was just sounded like the most dodgy pub in the world or bar that, that he was in. So I would imagine stuff went on there that, again, he doesn't, he wouldn't ever tell us, but I would imagine stuff went on.
0: Gary eventually found work in one of the many tourist bars in Ismila, one of Turkey's most popular resorts.
1: So, later on, uh, my sister, she worked for a travel agent, and she was out in Turkey, and she was out in Turkey for two or three years. So she'd go and see him every now and then. She'd like travel across to go and see him. And one of the last times she'd seen him, Gary said to her, we're not getting paid. There's something going on here. Something's not right. I don't know how long much longer I'm going to be here. As in, in this bar. Even though he had told us that, I always thought, oh, he'll just move on to another job or he'll find somewhere else. Because he didn't, particularly liked the people. He didn't trust them. And he, he told me that numerous times, but he, he, he had a couple of Turkish friends who we, who we really trusted, who we've spoke to since. So I thought he'd just get with one of them and he'd find another job somewhere else.
0: Terry's heard stories that Gary didn't have a mobile phone. He's also heard stories that he had several. The truth isn't clear, but Gary wasn't in the habit of always updating his brother on his movements. So, when in 2016, Gary didn't seem to be an Ishmaelah anymore, nobody knew where he might be.
1: One of his friends who, who live over here, she'd been out, she goes out to Turkey every single year, and she, she went to school with him, so every year she'd go and see him. And uh, she got back, and I'd spoke to her, and she said, It's, it's funny, Tess, she said, It's the first year I've been there, and he's not been there. And I asked the people in the bar, oh, where's Gary? And he said, oh, he's decided to try his luck somewhere else.
0: So where had Gary gone? A new resort? A new bar? A new country? All of these options were possible, but none seemed particularly likely. So Terry and the rest of the family and friends began to dig around. Had anyone seen Gary?
1: I just put, like, a general message out on Facebook and tagged him in it, saying, Listen, Gah, I know you're probably on your travels, or if anyone seen our Gary? Can you just get in touch with us? Because we're just a bit worried. Because we're not sure where he is. Well, for about a week or two, not much, really. Like, oh, he'll be there, or he'll be somewhere Said, And, like, I had a couple of his Turkish friends saying, Oh, we haven't seen him. No, we haven't seen him. So, obviously, I'm going on to his Facebook friends to, to try and, like, contact people to see if they'd seen him and then, obviously, one Friday night, just sitting at home, I get an inbox message, it said, Gary's dead, Gary's in the sea. I'll never, ever, ever forget it, just my heart sank.
0: Why would someone send a message like this unless it were true? But why would Gary be dead and in the sea? It was a horrific thought and a nightmare for the family to contemplate.
1: So we obviously tried to message this person back for a a few days. I knew something was wrong when his friend told me that he wasn't there because I knew he looked forward to seeing this friend and he told me a few times. So I was worried, but I didn't think... I'd get a message like that. So I've spoke to Merseyside Police, because obviously I don't know what else to do, so I, I've spoke to them. But me sister is still out there working. So me sister's gone to the bar to see what's going on. So she goes and sees the owners, this this Scottish couple, and says to them, where's our Gary? And they said, oh, he's, uh, he's decided to go to Rhodes to try and find working roads." And our dad said, well, that can't be true. It's not true. And, and they just say, along the lines of, we haven't seen him. We knew something was wrong. Obviously, after I got that message, that's when I spoke to Merseyside Police and then started dealing with them.
0: It's impossible to explain where we get a gut instinct from. But Terry had one, and he knew, there and then, that he'd have to do the work himself to figure out what had happened to his brother.
1: Obviously, we started our own investigation and we started putting everything we could out on social media, on all the social media, to see what's going on. Again, I go back to the ex Brits living in Turkey. I had lots of them sending me messages, telling me the people he was working for in the bar were not nice people. They weren't treating them very nice. He was sleeping in the bar, They're, they're not nice people. So we started getting a picture that he wasn't getting treated very well, but he couldn't leave. I knew something had happened to him because of the way he was being treated in the bar. I I knew, that was the point I knew, we would not probably see Gary again.
0: Rumours of foul play, a link to a bar, none of it adds up to anything concrete. There's no proof that Gary was mixed up in anything dodgy. No proof that his old employers at the bar had any involvement in anything illegal. In tourist bars in foreign countries, rumour can spread like wildfire, and that's not always based on fact. But the fact that Gary had vanished and that nobody knew where he'd gone, it seems suspicious.
1: People were coming forward constantly and telling us, different stories about people who he was with the bar. I mean, we even had stories of how he'd been killed. They got him drunk in the bar one night, Turkish people come in, took him down to the beach, drowned him and then buried him in the mountains. Time changes and people move on and the people who own the bar have gone. All the other people who were around have gone. So we we can't speak to no one anymore. He was a private person. He wouldn't have spoke about his family, that wasn't the way our Gary worked. So, wherever he's been in Turkey, like, not many people knew he had a brother and a sister and a mum because he didn't tell people. So if someone's done something to him, they've probably thought, it's alright, you know, he hasn't probably got family or he hasn't got that much family, You know, it shouldn't be a problem if we were to get rid of him. Not knowing that we're all at home, obviously doing everything we can to find him.
0: It's now five years since Gary was last seen and his family don't even have a firm date or time of his last sighting. He was working in Turkey one day and then he wasn't. But without anyone coming forward with information and no further sightings, Terry fears the trail has gone cold.
1: I mean, that's suppose my only hope is that we can somehow find a a body somewhere that we could possibly bring him home because you know, this the stories that he's been buried in the mountains in Ishmiller and stuff like that, it's it just it breaks me heart to think of it. think about it every day. I, I feel uh I I've let him down. I, I I should be looking after him. I should have helped him, but he never told us. It's, it's hard because me mum, she struggles, like birthdays and Christmas, but like my mum's, because of the way my mum is, she she hasn't got technology, so she has she can't see the Facebook posts that we do and everything that we do, and you know, I feel for her. She she feels lost.
0: Despite the lack of information and the turmoil it has caused for Terry, his mum and everyone who knew Gary, Terry is convinced someone somewhere could end their misery and give them the answers.
1: I know there's someone, we know there's someone out there and I know the only way we're going to find answers is someone's going to find a guilty conscience somewhere down the line and tell us something that we don't know. Because I, I genuinely think there's people out there who do know who, who want to tell us as well because there's, there's stories of people are scared to talk because of the people that were there at the time and stuff you know if, if, if this this crime had happened over here someone would be held responsible for it it's in Turkey and no one's been held responsible for it no matter whatever he's done or however he, he, he's gonna bar it does that mean he, he? that's the end of it for him and no one's to be held responsible for it
0: so Terry and his family are asking you to help. Can you bring them the information they need?
1: It's just if anyone knows anything, anyone who hasn't spoken to us before. On Facebook, we've got a dedicated page to him. Um, a, a reporter, a, a, I think it's a Facebook reporter, said, spoke to us after it, it happened and said he'd like to help us set up a page and stuff. So, you know, it's the Gary Barnes appeal page on Facebook.
0: In many cases, it takes just one piece of information to lead police or family to the answers they need. If you know what happened to Gary, or if you remember seeing someone like him in Ismila, Turkey, in August 2016, your information could be vital. Even if you've never heard of Gary before listening to this episode, you could still help. Visit our website, themissingpodcast.org, where you'll find more information on this case and every other case we've featured in this series. On there, we've posted an age-progressed picture of how Gary might look now. On our site, you can join the conversation and help with the investigation. There's a dedicated forum, moderated carefully by Locate, where you can get updates on the case, share your theories, and discuss the facts with real investigators from Locate International. The series is also made with the help of Missing People, the charity who offers support to the families of the missing. Their helpline is open to offer support and advice if you've been affected by anything in this episode. We can't say this enough. It takes just one person with the right information to solve any of the cases in this series. Terry hopes that the information will soon arrive to solve this one. The Missing is a What's the Story original podcast series. It's presented by me, Pandora Sykes. The episodes are produced and edited by Jack O'Kennedy. The executive producers for What's the Story Sounds are Daryl Brown and Sophie Ellis. This season, we're launching a new episode of The Missing every week. But if you don't want to wait, you can listen to them exclusively on What's the Story Crime. Just search for What's the Story Crime in Apple Podcasts or follow the link in our show notes to get access on whatever platform you prefer to listen on. All the information is also available on www.what'sthestorysounds.com forward slash crime.